buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. Welcome to The Sales Hustle, the only no BS podcast where we bring you the real, raw, uncut experiences from sales change makers across various industries. The only place where you can get what you're looking for to up your sales game. Today's episode is brought to you by SalesCast. SalesCast helps sales professionals transform the relationship building process and win their dream clients. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. What's going on, sales hustlers? I've got a special guest for you, Mike Morgan, who is the senior vice president of iHeartMedia, and he is the podcast host of the Sales Champions Academy podcast. I'm super excited for you guys to get to know Mike, learn a little bit more about his story, and we're going to talk nothing but sales and give you tactical things that you can use to up your sales game. Mike, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good, Colin. Thanks for having me, man. So just, I like as I tell everybody, give everybody the short version of your story, how you got into sales, and then we're going to save the rest of the time to talk nothing but sales and pack as much value and tactical things that our listeners can start to implement into their sales process. Yeah, good stuff. So I got into sales like most people do, uh, completely unintentionally. I went to... Uh, College, played football, had no idea what I was going to do post-college, uh, decided I'd try to get a job in sales. Several sales failures later, I found one that stuck. I got pretty good at it, got into the leadership uh, side of sales. And for the last 27 years, I've either been selling directly or uh, coaching and leading sales teams and sales managers and sales leaders and uh, selling indirectly. So um, you know, I kind of fell into it, but uh, I've enjoyed it uh, and still enjoy it today after 27 years. Wow, that's fantastic. All right, so tell me this, I have to ask, what do you prefer, doing sales yourself or being a sales coach, leader, mentor? Uh, um, I like doing it myself only because I right. enjoy the process. You know, it's uh, it's a fun, yeah. sales is fun, man, if you, you know, if you get into it. It can be, right? If you, with the right mindset, it can be a lot of fun. Um, and you know, Sales coaching, mentoring, coaching, managing is it's a tough gig and most great salespeople would prefer to just sell, you know, but unfortunately somebody's got to lead, right? Well, yeah, it's uh, you know, sales good salespeople, great salespeople know that they are mostly in control of their destiny in terms of uh production, income, uh, you know, quality of life, all of the things that uh, most salespeople get into sales to achieve, when you get into the leadership and manager side, you're indirectly responsible for your results by coaching and leading, you know, the efforts of others. So it's, uh, it's it, you're one step removed from being in more control of the process, but that's where the challenge comes in to lead well. Yeah, yeah, I get that. So tell me what has changed for you 
in your you know experiences of sales of like how you were doing things when you first started and how things are done now and what you teach and and lead the people that work under you yeah great great question um and and significantly is the the short answer to how yeah. things changed um back in the day when i first started in sales i worked in several positions that were like the call rooms that you saw in the wolf, wolf of yeah. wall street you know boiler room i mean we were tasked with selling hopefully to people that needed it but at the end of the day tasked with selling to get something sold and to create revenue fast forward to today today if you're not aligning client side or prospect side intimate you know real needs with what you have to sell you're going to come across as a shuckster you're not going to be successful it's you know it the professionalism of sales has increased a thousand times you know since i got into sales 27 years ago yeah that's i mean I started the same way in sales as well, and that that's been a you know a, a a common topic is like transition has you know the transition of a sales professional has it's really trans you know transition to more of a you know customer centric more solution more service more helping less just selling for your commission check you know as my good friend you know Larry Levine likes to say you know these prospects are and buyers are smart these days they can smell your commission breath from a mile away. That's right. They can. And you hear a lot about integrity and empathy and uh, EQ and all of these things. Larry talks a lot about selling from the heart. You know, great salespeople have always done that. It just wasn't the required method to sell years and years ago. Um, it's the minimum barrier for entry now. If you're not leading with a inherent understanding of what the person you're selling to needs before you ever have the first conversation, you're missing out on the process. You're, you're doing them an, uh, an injustice and, and, uh, and, and just not being as good as you could be. Uh, sales is fully dependent today. Professional sales is fully dependent today on understanding at least as much about the person you're selling to and their business model as you understand about your own company. And if you aren't there, mm -hmm. that's the very first thing you got to figure out as a salesperson is how do you get client side or prospect side intimate, deep information and understanding so that when you reach out, your engagement approach is meaningful. It uses words that your prospect uses. It, it talks about things that your prospect wakes up thinking about, worrying about, you know, excited about. And when you can connect on that meaningful level, you get an opportunity to have a real sales conversation. And, and, and I think a lot of, I think that's a, a great point. And I think it's hard for a lot of salespeople to show up that way because it takes work. It takes work before you're guaranteed anything. You're not it guaranteed does. that they're going to say yes. You're not guaranteed that they're going to give you that 15 minutes that you desperately want. You're not guaranteed that they're even going to reply. So it takes time and effort. And the biggest thing is, is to really do it right. It's not that scalable. You can't automate showing up that way to a lot of people with a little bit of effort. No, you can you can macro research an industry or a position. So senior vice president of sales for an advertising company, no matter whether you work for iHeart or Cumulus or Intercom or, you know, NBC station, we all care and think about mostly the same things are, you know, there may be a little variance, but for the most part, what we care and think about is, are we able to generate you know the advertising revenue that we need via the different channels that we have to create the results that we need well if that's what i wake up thinking about if you want to sell something to me you've got to ask yourself how does what i represent or what how, how does what i bring to the table help mike 
or anybody in Mike's position get further along in their quest for success. And, and you know, it, it, it used to be more difficult to do this research. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'll be 51 years old this year. When I was a young seller, you know, it was go down to the library and look up the SIC codes and, and you know, look up in some of the business publications, you know, read some business magazines off the library shelf or have them delivered. Now it's as easy as popping into Google. You know, we can even, there are services now, I've got one connected to uh, to my LinkedIn uh, platform that, you know, if I click on someone's profile, it'll analyze their whole personality for me, give me a pretty oh, good read yeah. on who that person is. You know, I mean, so there's so many ways to do research and so many tools at our fingertips. It's almost disrespectful to a prospect to not do that, you know, to show up the way I used to show up when I started, which was, hey, Colin, tell me a little about your business. You know, if you say that today, you're an idiot and you're dead in the water because the oh, minimum expectation, oh, right? People, the minimum yeah. expectation is you know about me before you get here, you know, come equip, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. No, I think there's some some good points here. So, you know, you could do this this macro research on industries or titles or, or specific niches, yes, but to go you can only that's only gonna take you so far, right? So to really get hyper personalized or really because there's now there's so many people that already are doing that. Talking the language, using the verbiage, talking about the things that care, you know mentioning the pain points that are common across certain verticals and industries like that. I would say buyers are even smarter and hip to that where they know even now at that point, they know that's not even personal. That's right, so now, something that was created by a system that put in place to try to automate being personal. Right. Now, so now it goes from information to engagement approach, right? You know, there, there's this, um, there's this movement into using video to engage. It's so few people at this moment are using video to create engagement with a prospect that it's a wide open, you know, it's a wide open highway. At some point it's going to be crowded. Everyone's going to be doing it and there'll be a different methodology. But, you know, if you look at the fundamentals, the reason you do the research is it's just, it's a show of respect to show up with, you know, pre preloaded information like i have some reasonable understanding of what you do now i don't pre i don't presuppose to know everything about you because everyone has a unique situation but i will come with the basics and what i really want to talk about is based on my knowledge of your industry and your position you typically are going to need one of these two or three or four things i just want to understand if any of those are pain points for you right now and if so which of those are so that we can focus in that direction you know that's thinking that's a viable approach right now yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. And I would add to I would add to that that keeping it short and sweet and to the point, I think is important because so many people have gotten caught in trying to pack as much into the pains and who they helped and this and case studies and features and reasons and you know, cost savings and benefits and ROIs and it's like Keep, take all that crap out and just leave the meat that really matters to that prospect and then let them raise their hand if they're interested. You exactly. know, don't send them a don't send them a calendar link, don't send them some pre-gated content. Send them stuff and just you're fishing. You're fishing for people that raise their hand and once they raise your hand, you better know what to do once they've raised their hand and you better do a little bit more research so that when you do show up to that call, you're even more prepared.
Yeah, so I, I try. I, I talk a lot about um, serving as a seller, and and what I mean by that is, if you truly believe that you've got something or you have the ability to help the person that you're approaching, you have a different level of you 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 feel a different level of responsibility to make sure you impart that information. You know, so if 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 you start with the right in, uh, intention, I'm I believe in my heart of hearts that I can help you. I just need to make sure you understand what I might be able to do. And if it's good for you, great. If it's not, you know, no worries at all. I'll contact you again in the future. Uh, but, but, you know, to your point, creating that, that message, carving that message down to what's really important and center, you know, kind of focused on the center of what that person might be concerned about or thinking about. If you can learn to do that, that's a real skill. You know, what most salespeople yeah. do who are still struggling to become a professional is, as you said, I, they'll dump 37 paragraphs, case studies, white papers, links to other clients, resumes, testimony, you know, everything that you could think of in one email. And that, that's not a way to, you know, no one, no one reads that. It's just not an effective way to communicate with anyone. And it, and it really sets the table in the wrong way because you're going to ultimately, that first impression is, is so crucial um, that anything you say after that is going to mainly be ignored. Yeah, if if I were so if, if you're a salesperson, you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering, how do I level up my game or, you know, I'm just getting into sales. How, how do I make sure that I shorten my learning curve and, you know, ramp up on a profession on the professional side as quickly as possible? The, the very first thing, you know, learn about the, the industries. The second thing is study the game, like get on LinkedIn and follow sales thought leaders. There, there's a bunch of crap on LinkedIn, yeah. but there are some really solid people who know really in depth, have, have really in-depth insights into a particular part of the sales process. Hook onto a couple of those, follow their content, engage with oh, them. Yeah. You'd be surprised at and, how many people will help you. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. And those people, those people that you do want to follow, they're all about helping and serving. And they're putting out lots of, you know, they're putting out live streamed content. They're doing videos. They have podcasts. They have resources. Those people those people have so many, most of them have so many free resources to help people in sales that, you know, you'd be doing yourself a disservice by not doing that. And I want to go back to something that you said, because it's so important. And I, I want to make sure that all the sales hustlers out there don't miss this point. You mentioned video, implementing video into your sales process, one of the easiest ways to show up differently than everybody else until, so, until of course, it's not. But for right. now, it's, it's, it's a tool that most people aren't using because they're either shy on camera, they don't know what to say, they're not practicing, it's not being taught to them. Whatever the case is, video is one of the easiest ways to show up differently. Um, and if, you know, and and you can do that. There's even free tools out there like Loom that you can use where you can just hit a video or even a quick screen share and you know show people a little bit about why they might want to talk to you or how you might be able to help them. Um, you know, that's a tool that we use and I love and encourage people to use. Um, and then there's you know other ones as well. Uh, but to add to that, if you're not quite ready for video, something else that's pretty effective that a lot of folks aren't using is LinkedIn voice DMs. All over that. I and, hear from people all the time. So when I first got one six months ago, I'd never seen it, you know, and right. I, of course I listened to it because it's so, it was like, whoa, how, how did somebody give me a voicemail, you know? And, and I did that and then I started using them and I, I can tell you almost without exception, if you send a voicemail via LinkedIn messaging, 
97 to 100 percent of the time it's going to get listened to and it's the only telephone kind of voicemail kind of thing that i know someone's going to listen to mostly because they've never seen it most people still haven't seen that that you know little uh tool in linkedin and they listen and it's like an easy way to to get that opportunity to engage you know yeah, it's an easy tool that you can use that doesn't cost you anything to show up differently. And the thing that I love about it, I can't remember exactly, but I think LinkedIn makes you keep it either under two minutes or under one minute. It's short and sweet. So you really got to maximize what you're going to say, which is super smart and, and and the way it should be done. Because who wants a big rambling voicemail? We've all you know gotten those voicemails where somebody leaves one and then calls back because it cut them off, right? Yeah, yeah um, exactly. So, so yeah, so the fact that they make you keep it short is is super smart. Um, and it's and it's one way that you can use to start showing up differently. Let me go back to something you mentioned about video, because I think it's really important that everybody listening understand this. You should not. A, you don't need to show up professionally on video. B, you probably shouldn't. It's not a production contest. It's a yes. content and engagement contest. And, you know, it's like as a seller, if you sell, sell in person, have you ever showed up where you spilt your cup of coffee on your shirt on the way to the meeting, didn't have time to change, it just had to go? I have. You know, we probably all have if you've been in outside sales. Did that affect your ability to sell? Or was that like almost a, commu- you know, almost like an icebreaker? Hey, dude, please don't stare at my uh, stain all, you know, the whole meeting. I did definitely spill coffee on myself. Just wanted to get that out of the way. You know, everybody laughs and then we move forward. It's it's about being human and relevant on video. It's not about being polished and perfect. Uh, so just, you know, and, and if that ro- removes the barrier for doing video for some of you guys, just remember it's human and honest and, and you know, just real, not perfect and polished. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Just show up as you are with whatever you're wearing you know, and, 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 and people will appreciate the authenticity of that rather than you, you know, being in the fancy conference room dressed to impress and, you know, speaking very professional, you know, just show up as a human being, being yourself with the reasons that you're, you're reaching out. And, and I'm a believer of using video in all stages of the sales process, not just in your outreach, but, you know, once they're in your funnel, in your pipeline of, of, of continuing to use video throughout that relationship. It's too easy not to. I, like you, I use Loom. It's such an easy, I mean, like it's a foolproof way to communicate via video. It delivers cool messaging. And, you know, depending on if you want to really get into Loom, you know, there's there's a way to manage the whole sales process interactively via video, which is really cool. So, you know, you can manage sales teams. It's just a using video is is it's almost an unforgivable sin if you're in sales today and you're not figuring out how to do that. You're 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 falling way behind the curve if you're not doing it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And Loom is not a sponsor of ours, maybe someday, but uh, there's other tools too. There's BombBomb, Vidyard, Loom. They're all great. Um, I personally like Loom and been using it for a long time. But yeah, if if you're a sales professional looking to really up your game, two things that you can do that we've discussed so far is one, use video if you're not. If you're using video, maybe use video more often. Or if you're using video only for your outreach, try using video throughout the whole sales process. Um, And if you're not quite comfortable for video, maybe voice DMs is a good place for you to start on LinkedIn. Baby steps. That's right. Baby step into it. Yeah. So tell me, you know, how, what, you know, these things that you've talked about, like, how do you teach others to start using this? And what do you do with folks that are maybe a little bit resistant to some of these things? 
Um, you have to demonstrate value. So, um, you know, I'm running an experiment with my own team right now. I've got a couple of people using LinkedIn video because we're on a, a big prospecting kick right now, trying to develop some big opportunities. Um, the majority of my staff still is hesitant to use the video that we're talking about. I'm trying to baby step us into it. I've got a couple of early adopters that are using it and their success will validate the reason, you know, salespeople generally are competitive. So even if yes. you're hesitant, they're competitive and skeptical, right? So even if you're hesitant to be the leader into something, a uh, new technology, a new tactic, once you see some someone in your staff or, you know, that you compete with succeeding with it, it adoption becomes immediate. So, you know, I think that getting a couple of case studies in, uh, you know, getting a few people that my staff knows, they'll see some success and it'll be more of a mass adoption. Um, one of the things that I would highly suggest that every salesperson, again, listening, try to figure out is how to develop your own brand and, mm. you know, take responsibility not to rely on the company's development of the company brand, but, but I mean, develop your brand as an individual sales professional. And the way I, I coach, you know, my salespeople and, and would recommend anybody do that is one of three ways. Number one, use LinkedIn. Right now, it's just the best, best platform we've got for business to business communication and, and brand building. Inside of that platform, it's really simple. Create content one of these three ways. Number one, originate your own content, ideally via video, but it could be written content. It could be white papers. It could be whatever, you know, uh, a, a podcast, however you want to originate content, originate your own content. That's the number one preferred way. Number two, if you're not comfortable doing that, and a lot of people aren't, grab articles and information that would be relevant to your target prospects provide those articles with commentary. Hey, I was doing some research on the value of switching your advertising from broadcast TV to OTT using YouTube TV and Sling and Roku and all of these new devices. And then you write an opinion about why you believe that's the thing to be doing right now. So you set yourself up as an industry expert. If you are, are not comfortable doing that and don't have the time, just pull an article find two or three things that you can pull out as like cliff notes bullet points and post those you know so and and at, mm. at the end of the day it's not about you sharing your company's content right cuz honestly your prospect doesn't care about your company until they care about your company it's about sharing information that your prospects are going to find engaging and informative and yeah. you know yeah. then they seek you out as a thought leader and a messenger inside of their space and all of a sudden doing business with you makes sense right yeah no i love that i mean i love how you you shared all those different examples to meet people wherever they are with their comfort level, right? Because everybody's in a different place of what they're maybe willing to try or do to, I like, I love how you said develop their brand, not create their brand, develop your brand. A lot of people get really confused that this brand is some persona that they need right. to create. And that's not true. Your brand is who you are. You just need to share it publicly on social, get more comfortable, talk about the things that you care about. And you're going to start to connect with the people that have mutual alignment. Um, and you shared so many different examples of how you can start sharing content depending on where you are and and what your comfort level is, and I'll add to that, is consistency is the key. If you're using LinkedIn properly, connecting with the people that are your ideal prospects and adding value on a regular basis, you're going to be top of mind when they need whatever it is that you are serving. Um, and But being consistent, you know, you can't start posting content on LinkedIn for a couple of weeks and think that you're going to start getting tons of inbound leads. It's like going to the gym. You got to do it consistently and continue to do it. And then it starts to pay off 
you know, over time? It's probably most relevant to the prospecting part of the sales process, right? Because you can't, to your point, pop in and prospect heavy. I mean, you're making 50 dials a day, you know, trying to connect with everybody for three days, and then you're off prospecting for the next two months. It doesn't work like that. It's a, if you do a little, you don't have to, you don't have to do 50 calls to prospect. You could do three quality ones every day for, you know, however many working days there are, 340 working days, you know, that you're, that you're going to be available or probably less than that, 300 working days, whatever it is, if you just do a little bit every day, but do it consistent, consistently at the highest level of quality you can achieve, you're going to make progress. It's just going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I even schedule my LinkedIn activity in my calendar twice a day, because if it's not on my calendar, I won't do it. Um, so I think that's something that's really helpful and works for me, um, being consistent. And, and, and the thing is, is yeah, it, it works well, Creating your brand, being active on social, you know, um, is is important in the prospecting process. But I would also add to that that it's something that you can use once they're already in your funnel or once you've already had that initial call or discovery or whatever your sales process looks like, because it's an easy way to show up differently and stay top of mind with those people that are in your funnel as well. As well. And LinkedIn doesn't make that easy because of the algorithm. You're only going to see a certain percentage of content or they're going to serve you the people that they think that you care about or maybe the people that you engage with the most. I'm not a LinkedIn algorithm guru. However, you know, there's ways that you can kind of cheat the system or, or, or make it easier what I do is I, I the people that I want to stay top of mind with, whether those people in the sales process, people I'm prospecting, I have their activity link on a Google sheet and two or three times a week, I click on those links. I find stuff that I want to engage with and it's not just a thumbs up or a awesome, thanks for sharing, something thoughtful where you can add to whatever it is that they're sharing. That's a, that's a huge tip. You know, you can be intentional about who not only you put your own content in front of, but who you show up in front of with thoughtful comments and, you know, contributing thoughts. I mean, it's just a, if you're not doing this as a salesperson, it's, it's almost like a dereliction of duty. Like you're just not wanting to be successful or you're, you're not hearing the steps to success. Cause this is uh, you know, th this is all exactly the formula for being successful. Um, one of the other things I want to make sure that, um, that we touch on in the sales process, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm big in to comparing the sales process and profession to uh, sports and athletics, you know, whether it's amateur or professional, the process is the same. The thing that sports uh, athletes, anyone in, in the athletic world does is they practice and they practice seeking perfection, meaning they're in this constant feedback loop where they practice, they evaluate mm. how they practice, they look for things they did well and things they didn't do well, they make micro adjustments the next time they practice and they continue to iterate that to try and get as close to mastery as possible. In the sales process, you've got to become a master or as close to a master as you can become at every facet of sales you know, developing a pro, a, a ideal profile for a prospect, engaging with them, moving from engagement to discovery to uh, you, your pitch and close to your service and, and recapture for resales or referrals. There's a whole universe of process that you can constantly practice getting better at because you're never going to master it. No one in the whole, in the history of ever has mastered every step of the sales process. 
but your practice loop gets you closer and closer to your own level of mastery. And it's something that salespeople don't do often enough that if you just implemented a few easy to, to implement steps, like recording a pitch, you could go on Zoom. Zoom's got free accounts or Loom would be another one. Loom's got a free account. Yeah. Once a week or twice a week, you do your own pitch or you do your own uh, approach video on Loom and then you review it or you review it with a mentor or a manager and you look for areas that you're not, mm. you know, where you're not connecting. Maybe your words aren't wordsmith correctly or they're not hard, you know, they're not impactful enough. They don't have enough punch to them. If you get in that process, by default, you're going to you're going to get a little better and a little better and a little better. And eventually you're going to be the master of your craft. You're going to be peaking at your level of talent. And then your your job, like an athlete, is it's not enough to get there. Now you got to stay there. And that's where that consistency comes mm. back in. You know, there, one of my favorite sayings from a sales trainer that I had years and years ago was it was working so well, we quit doing it. And, you know, that's the challenge if you want to if you want to have not only mastery, mm. but consistent mastery is don't do things that are working, get to a level of, of success and then stop doing those things that got you there. Like you got to keep going. It's a sales is a never ending process yeah. of, uh, you know, of consistent practice, but not just practice, trying to perfect your practice. And that's, um, you know, that, I think that that if if I could give any salesperson any level of knowledge, it would be practice will make or break your career or it will accelerate or decelerate your timeline to success. It's, it's kind of the missing component to success in my opinion. Yeah. Wow. So, so many great things there. One thing that I want to touch on that you said is feedback, feedback. You talked about athletes that are looking for that feedback to improve. Feedback is so important as a sales professional. And I'm talking about not just going to your current customers and interviewing them and getting their feedback and asking them to do a case study and why they did business with you. That's great. Nothing wrong with that. That's great feedback. But even the business that you lost, the business that didn't say yes, the people that didn't want to book a meeting with you, ask for their feedback. I feel that that feedback is more valuable than anything else. The feedback of the people that said no, that didn't sign up, that didn't go with your product or service, those people can give you so much valuable information to improve your process. Yeah. And, and Colin, that's a like, so, you know, human psychology, if you approach someone post, you know, post sales effort, they've said, no, they've moved on. They've gone in a different direction. If you approach that person with humility and say, Hey, Colin, you know, um, I know that you chose to go in a different direction. I'm I'm pursuing becoming the very best sales professional that I could become. And one of the ways that I find I do that most, uh, you know, most uh, one of the ways that I think I do that best is to get feedback from people who did it buy from me. And I was just wondering if you could give me any kind of constructive feedback on what I might have done or uh, or said differently that would have maybe put me in a different space with you. And, you know, and, and I think that most of the time, you know, most humans are built to want to help other people generally. So when you come asking yes. for help, you know, um, honestly, you know, thoughtfully, most people are inclined to help you out. That's, that's, you know, just a human dynamic. And, and what a cool, you know, yes. no, no walls built between you and the person you're talking to. The deal's done. There's no, there's no risk here. There's no risk or reward right. on either side for, for the buyer. At this point, it's just, hey, I wonder if you'd help me get better, you know, because I, I, I'm trying to be a, 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 the best professional I could be. Could you give me some feedback on what I could have done better? You know, and most people who's not going to do that. Yeah. I mean, what kind of, you know, what kind of oh, monster yeah. is going to say, no, I, I'm not going to tell you anything. Yeah. You know? 
There, there's some, but those are far and few between, right? I think right. the majority of people like helping people. So you're going to get more yeses than nos. It's going to help you become better. It's going to help you, you know, fine tune your messaging, your process, you know, whatever it is that they tell you. Um, if you're hearing the same thing over and over from the same people of like, well, I didn't like this, or this is why we didn't go with you, then you, you something you might need to pay attention to. And I think that this can be accomplished very well through either you know hopping on the phone in a phone call or even a video, sending them yeah. a video or a voice DM, not just a message, not an email, something different, asking for feedback, which is different in itself. Right. Um, and you know you can you can even do this when the when you feel that the deal the deal is going cold. You know they're kind of they're kind of uh, you know ghosting you. They're not being as responsive. That's a good time to ask for feedback too. When maybe they haven't gone with somebody else, they just haven't gone with you yet because we've done this ourselves uh, in our process and it's like hey it's it's a really honest hey you know what i totally get it. it it seems like we may have dropped the ball in earning your trust and we'd love to find out how we could have done better and sometimes it's just clearing up something that they weren't clear on and it gets the deal to the next stage hey, so I got you a can great... ask feedback yeah yeah go ahead you can ask for I... feedback right before you feel like you lost it or even after you lost it and there's value in both ways I've got a great tip for uh, for that kind of feedback. I learned this. Uh, I took the Sandler selling class. Uh, was a, one of their. Um, I signed up and did a year long kind of class with them years and years ago when I first got into sales because I wasn't very good. I needed to learn how to do it. And there's this concept in Sandler called negative reverse selling. And I promise you and everybody that's listening to this podcast, this if you if you say it the right way. It works 99.9% of the time, and it's to, it's kind of along the lines of what you were just saying. Hey, Colin, um, I feel like I may have either missed something important and critical to our progress in the sales process that we've been going through with you, or I feel like maybe I've gotten to the point where you've lost interest or we're just not in consideration at this point. I, I, I say all that to say I'm thinking maybe we should shelve where we are right now and, and figure out at some point in the future a time to revisit it. And, you know, just uh, I want to let you I want to give you the, the, the space to do that if, if that would work for you. And however you wordsmith that what you're doing is you're you're taking you, you want to take it away from the, the prospect a little bit. And what I found mm -hmm. is two things happen. The prospect and this works in you know relationships as well. Right. If you take it away. The prospect is going to do one of two things for sure. They're going to say, you know what, Mike, I really appreciate you saying that. Um, after some internal conversations, we've decided to go in a different direction. You've worked so hard. I really didn't want to let you down. I, you know, I hated, I was trying to hold on to the last minute to break this news to you, but yeah, it's a no. I mean, they're going to tell you that. Or yeah. as likely yep. as that, they're going to say, you know, Mike, I appreciate you saying that. It's not you, it's us. What happened was internally, we, we lost our senior vice president of, uh, you know, of operations and we've had to reorg the whole company in the last three weeks to try and cover for him or her. Our priorities got shifted. Actually, why don't we schedule a meeting for, you know, it's like they get back in the process. So either way, you've got a, a, a productive outcome. You're either finding out it's probably a no, they're just not wanting to tell you, or you find out what's really happening on their side in a, in a pretty raw and open way. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. Um, yeah. I mean, the easiest way to make somebody want something is to, you know, to, to say you're going to take it away from them. Right? <laughs> and if they, and if they want uh, it, they pull it back. Right. And if they didn't want it, they, yeah. what better time to find then, out yeah. you don't want my thing than now, you know? Yeah. And you can even set the stage in the very beginning with that expectation. Like, Hey, if any point during the process, you decide we're not a good fit, you're not going to go with us and you have your reasons. Just do me the favor of letting me know. 
No yep. problem. You know, um, and you can even set that expectation from the very beginning because the biggest thing is people don't want to hurt your feelings. They don't want to tell you no. They don't want any sort of conflict. They don't want to feel like they let you down. They don't want to feel like they, you wa they wasted your time. But if you set that expectation from the beginning, it gives them an out at any point to stop wasting your time so that you can focus on the people that you really can't help. That's a huge, yeah, huge, uh, that, that's, that, what you just said is huge. That's set the agenda, set the expectation, and then, you know, you can remind them along the way, hey, you know, just, it, it's, if you do that, you've, you've done everything you can, you can do to control that situation. Yeah, because the hardest part as a sales professional is people not being honest with you about where they are of whether they're going to go with you or not. And most sales professionals would rather, rather hear a no than have it, you know, be, dragged out for six or nine months, not really knowing which way they're going to go, because we'd all rather focus on the people that we can really help and see the value in what we do. Yeah. And that, that was the hardest thing for me to learn as a young seller. Um, I was the assumptive yes person. So if you didn't say no, I would assume that we were getting closer to a yes, because you didn't say no, you didn't say yes, but you didn't say no. Right. Right. Um, and, and I was right. hesitant to ask for clarity because I was afraid that it was going to be a no. As I got older and, and, you know, learned the sales profession, I learned that getting to know that as quickly as you can is probably the best thing because it saves everybody time. Like, I don't want to invest. I've yeah. got finite time and, res you know, energy resources. I don't want to invest those on dead ends. I want to invest those on real opportunities. Yes. And the only way to do that is to say, hey, you know, let me know if at any point, like you said, this is going to be a no, let's just, that's okay. I'm okay with that. I'm a big boy. I got other yeah. people I can help. hundred percent. It's almost like the mind, you got to shift the mindset is the no is a win in itself because yeah. now, you know, now, you know, and you can move on and you can focus your time and your energy on the people that are, you know, need your help that you can actually serve. So Mike, this has been such a pleasure. Uh, I, I've really enjoyed talking with you. Before I let you go, tell folks where they can find you and what sort of resource that you have for them. Yeah. So you can look me up on LinkedIn, uh, Mike Morgan, it, just do a little search. should be easy to find there. And if you want to look me up online, hit the sales, the sales champions academy.com. It'll redirect you to a community that I'm building. Um, you know, the, the intention of the sales champions Academy is to provide professional salespeople with inspiration, motivation, and resources that they need or could use to level up their game to get, you know, become the best they could be. Um, I, I, I love sales. I love the, you know, the, the idea of pursuit of perfection and personal excellence. And in sales, that's a hard thing, man. It's a stressful career. It can be so rewarding and so stressful at the same time. But at the end of the day, you know, I think it's uh, it's a career that I think everyone should pursue. And I think if you decide to get into it, you should uh, learn to become the very best that you can be and, and learn how to sustain it through those consistencies and all of the things that we've talked about. I really appreciate you, uh, you kind of walking us through the process. Kyle, this has been a fun interview, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate it. All right, sales hustlers. There's tons of value in there. We will drop the links that Mike mentioned in the show notes, and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sales Hustle. Are you a sales professional looking to take your sales career to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go over to salescast.co. Check us out. And if you feel that you are ready, set up a time to talk with me and my co-founder, Chris. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends.